Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar. We're so glad that you're in and hopefully uh, subscribing to the podcast. We've got some great stuff to talk about today. We are moving into what really is some of the most important tools that we can really possibly get. I mean, don't you think so, hon? Yeah, I, I, I think where we're at now is uh, really foundational to uh, to anyone who wants to build a marriage that is by God's design that glorifies him and is for our highest good. So uh, what I'd love to do is just pray real quick. Let's ask the Lord to bless. Okay, yeah. Father, we thank you for mm-hmm. another opportunity to share with people the stuff that you've done in our life and so many others who have sought you out in their married life. You're the designer of it, Lord. You created this for us, for our good, but it's your design. Lord, we didn't think this up. We didn't imagine it. You did. So I pray, Lord, that you would just kind of apprehend hearts today and minds, cause us to think rightly about our married lives and cause us to see what you see and think the way that you think, Lord. That's our prayer. So Mm -hmm. as we share your word and a few experiences, Lord, bless our time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, again, great to have you in today. We're talking about uh, the vow, which really is the foundation of a married life. And um, this is probably going to be a three-parter, I think. What do you think, babe? Probably yeah, three parts I, to get I'd through this. So. Knowing, knowing Kenny, probably yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can stretch it to five if we, yeah. But uh, there's just a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, so many people, if you ask them, and we've done this so many times, so what do you, what do you, what's your foundation? What are you building this thing on? And a lot of them will say, well, we love each other. We're, we're building it on our love for each other. And I go, well, well, how does that work when you, you're not quite feeling the love for each other, mm-hmm. which, which can happen? I mean, that's the problem with building a married life on such a transient, changing, up and down thing as emotional right. love. I mean, it's powerful when you, uh, there's nobody gets married not being in love. They're sure they're in love. And, but, but, it changes. Yeah, it can change that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it reminds me, Kenny, when we first got married. I think we'd been married about three months, uh-huh. and things were going good. Sure, things were going great. And I remember going out to dinner one night at Bob's Big Boy. Bob's Big Boy back in the day, <laughs> and I had brought a list that because I wanted to work on our marriage. And I had said, okay, I think we should talk about our marriage and some things that we need to work on. And so I had gone over a couple of things that I had questions about that m- might've been bugging me a bit. And cause I wanted to get everything out in the open so we could talk about things. And after I was done, I said, okay, Kenny, you go ahead and you tell me the things that are kind of bugging bugging you about me. My, my turn, huh? Yeah, your, your turn, you know, and I, we can talk about these things and just getting to know each other better. And he looked at me and thought, I remember he had this weird look on his face and he goes, well, actually I'm really happy I just, and I, I, I don't have anything. I just to, love you. I mean, and, you know, the, the funny thing is, is that even bugged me <laughs> <laughs> because I thought, Come on, you've got to have something that, that that's bugging you about me. And um, it took me three months for her to generate the list, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, anyway, but love, love does. I mean, love is uh, is a fleeting thing. It moves right. around, and uh, if you 
if you hook your performance as a wife and a husband to what you feel about your wife or husband, you're going to be in trouble because that means you, your marriage is only going to feel as healthy and awesome as you're having a good day. You have right. a bad day at the office and pretty soon that can begin to affect uh, the whole condition of a marriage or the whole atmosphere of a married life. Uh, so your feelings, you build it on that, you can be in trouble pretty quick. Right. So, so it's got to be built on something that isn't movable, something that's rock solid. And we believe that a marriage is to be clearly built on the vow that you made uh, the day that you were married, the day right. that we were married 46 years ago. So we'll, we're going to talk about the vow. And again, probably take two or three parts. It's really an important thing. The vow keeping for us is something we don't talk about much, right? I mean, it's not, I, I can't remember the last time I preached a message on it or heard a, mm -hmm. a message preached on it, but it's a pretty big deal throughout the scriptures. Um, let me just read a couple and hopefully it'll, it'll sober us up a little bit that and remind us that we made a vow. We right. didn't realize we were really no, making we were 19. I, I was just hoping to hurry up. Let's get to the honeymoon, you know, but um, so we blew. I just thought this was just the poetic way that weddings came off. Right. But what in you reality, said at weddings. Uh -huh. But in reality, that those sentences that we the oath that we mm -hmm. swore each other um, was the most profound thing to come out of our mouths ever in our life, other than. Lord Jesus, save me. Right. Right. The, this was huge. It shaped the next, we were 19. It would shape the next 60 years of our life mm -hmm. is what we were committing to. Listen, listen to just a few things and maybe it'll sober us up a bit and remind us that we did make a vow and that God heard that vow. Uh, Numbers 30 verse two says, if a man makes a vow to the Lord or swears an oath to bind himself by some agreement, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. Deuteronomy chimes in here and in chapter 23, verse 21 says, when you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay to pay it for the Lord your God will surely require it of you and it would be sin to you. Wow. I just want to say one quick thing. Sometimes this sounds a little harsh, like people start thinking, okay, uh, we're getting into a lot of works here. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is we spoke these things. Yeah, we did. No one made us speak it. Nope. And a lot of us just didn't realize the severity and the magnitude the weightiness of, it. Yeah. of this vow. And we're just trying to um, show you what God feels about when we speak these words and make this vow and what, what actually other people that were at our wedding thought oh, yeah. we were saying well, right. what your spouse was saying to you, you listened. Sometimes we just speak this, this, these, this wedding vow and it's nothing more than like Kenny well, said. There's no weight to it at all. No, there's sure. no weight to it at all. So we just want to remind and, and, you. And honestly, you know, mm -hmm. to my own um, shame, Right. Uh, I, I had no idea no what idea I was saying. Either. And that was some of the problems early on because uh, without having any sense of those words I spoke, I couldn't be brought back to anything. I, I That's the beauty of a vow. It measures. I buy it. I can measure. How am I doing? 
right? You know, and right now in, in this podcast listening, think about the vow that you spoke. We haven't said it yet here on the podcast, which we will later. Mm -hmm. But think about if you can remember the vow that you spoke to your spouse. How many sure. years ago? One year ago? 10 years ago? 50 years ago? Who knows? But can you even remember sure. what you said? So many we've asked, you know, in counseling mm -hmm. environments, I've said, so, okay, time out. Let's back up. What did you promise your wife? What mm -hmm. did you promise your husband? And they'll, they've looked at me with just a blank look in their face. They go, well, I go, that was 15 years ago or 25 years ago. I have no clue. And I said, okay, time out. You made the most, the most massive vow and you can't remember even what you said. Huge. And I would have been guilty of that early on. Oh, and and it's only because the Lord shook us up early mm -hmm. and brought us back to our mm -hmm. vow. Mm -hmm. uh, pretty, pretty early on, actually. Uh, the scriptures, by the way, goes on to offer a little bit of a, a warning uh, concerning breaking vows. Proverbs 20 verse 25 says it's a snare for a man to devote rashly something as holy meaning I mean this Lord, this is sacred between you and I, this is a vow. And then afterward to reconsider his vows. Wow. Ecclesiastes kind of adds to that uh, something similar. The, the uh, author there in chapter five, verse four says, when you make a vow to God, don't delay to pay it for he has no pleasure in fools. Pay what you have vowed. Better not to vow than to vow and not pay it. Do not, and then this warning, do not let your mouth cause your flesh to sin, nor say before the messenger of God that was it was an error. Or what he's saying there is, don't say later on that, oh, I didn't, that was a mistake. To I do. didn't really mean that. I didn't mean that. Mm -hmm. That that was a mistake to enter into that. I shouldn't have said that. I didn't mean it. And then it adds, why should God be angry at your excuses and then destroy the work of your hands? Wow. Isn't that, isn't that? Yeah. Fascinating. I mean, mm -hmm. I you read that and you go, okay, there's a seriousness. And, and, and again, Shawnee mentioned a, a, a worksiness that this could turn into a, a sense of righteousness by works. It's not, it's not a work to fulfill a vow. It's, it's not, not works. I'm not banking my salvation on whether or not I have fulfilled that vow. Exactly. Uh, it's just it's just important for us to realize that these were serious things. And I think when we write, when we talk about a right theology for marriage, this is part of it. Right. We, we, we don't even remember we made that vow, but it's a big part. In fact, it is the foundation of your marriage. I was thinking about it the other day. Shari and I were on a walk and I said, you know, the very nature and attributes of God are clearly revealed throughout the Bible um, through his covenant keeping. That's that's how we know the faithfulness of God, the trustworthiness of God. The Adamic covenant there in Genesis 3, the Noahic covenant, the Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant made at Sinai. There was a covenant made to David. And then, of course, the new covenant of salvation by grace through mm -hmm. faith in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. these, these covenants and God's faithfulness to keep Every covenant he ever made with man and entered into with man. Here's the bottom line. This is why I brought this up. I don't think we're ever being more like God, dear ones, than when we are keeping a covenant. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the flip side of that is 
one side is we're never operating more in the image of God as the Holy Spirit is working in our life than when we are covenant keepers, as he is. The flip side is we're never more unlike him than when we are breaking vows, than when we are betraying a vow. This is what makes vow keeping so important and why we bring it up very early when we talk about marriage or counsel a marriage. We try to get people back to that vow as quickly as we can, right, as a foundation of their life uh, to get them to take it seriously. So we can build on that. Be sure. Because you have to build your life together on something. Absolutely. And again, if it's our love, then it's right. only going to be as good as I'm feeling good that day. Right. 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 Here's uh, what, what I'd like to do. I, I'm just, and I, hopefully I'm taking you uh, through a walk down memory lane for those of, of you listening in, and I'm going to restate the vow. This is the vow. I've performed hundreds of marriages. I honestly, I have to admit something. I don't like it when young couples want to write their vows. Uh, and, and when they do, it can be beautiful, but I always encourage them, let me bring you into this vow because this vow shares what you're promising and under what conditions and for how long. And, and, it, and it sounds like this, and this is probably very close, if not exactly what you promised your spouse, uh, whether that was five years ago or 50 years ago, it's probably very similar to this. Here's how it goes. In Jesus' name, I can take you, Charlene, to be my lawfully wedded wife, to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love, to honor, and to cherish until death parts us. This is my solemn vow. I have walked so many couples through that vow. And uh, every time I even say it now, I'm reminded of that I made the same vow uh, 46 years ago. That So, there's, we're going to break this up into pieces and uh, hopefully return you to your vow and and stir up all of our hearts to remember what we spoke and then figure out how do we get to it? How do we do the things that, that keep a vow? And what do we do if we've broken that vow? Which brings and me to- And also what it means to break the vow. Sure. That's a, that's a, a, a big point. So the first thing I want to talk about is- uh, how it's structured, that vow has kind of a weird structure to it. There's three components to it, right? There's the things I promised Charlene and she, me, that we would behave a certain way. That's the love, honor, and cherish portion. We said, you can count on me from this day forward to behave in a way towards you that makes you feel loved, honored, and cherished, right? That's And then there's the conditions component. We didn't say we do that until what? It's not convenient for me or until you make me angry or, or we're just not getting along and right? we're feeling nothing. For and then each other. all bets are off. I, I won't treat you in ways that make you feel loved and honored and cherished. But, but we didn't say that. We said uh, for better, for worse, richer, for poor in sickness and in health. So we said, these are the conditions, which really is a poetic way of saying no matter what, right? And then we said, there's a time element, not for 10 years, not while convenient, not until something better comes along, but until death parts us. 
So there's those three components, and that's what we're going to work through over the mm -hmm. next couple um, podcasts. So mm -hmm. let's talk about real quickly about uh, the behaviors that we promise, uh, and 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 change some language a bit to make it what I hope is a little bit more understandable. We promise to to love one another, and again, I'm not talking about just maintaining a, a, a high level of emotional gushiness towards you. I'm talking about an un, to love someone is is giving an unconditional commitment to their highest good no matter the cost to you. That sounds a little bit like Jesus. A little bit like Jesus. Does that <laughs> sound familiar? Yeah. When when he says that, that for God so loved the world, he says God is in an un, made an unconditional commitment. Mm -hmm. um, we can't earn it. We we can't purchase it, right? But it is an unconditional devotion to our highest good, and the cost was the giving of his beloved son. So this is what we're talking about when we say, I'm going to behave in a way that makes you feel loved. I'm going to behave in a way that makes you feel that you have from me an unconditional commitment to your highest good. And then secondly, we promise to honor. That's probably better said with our word respect. I think that's a more common word. Mm -hmm. I'm going to behave in a way that makes you feel respected right? I'm not going to lord over you. I'm not going to diminish you. I give you uh, the respect that you're due as an image bearer of God. And then thirdly, the word cherish. And that's a word we don't use much in our common language today. We don't talk about that, or I don't use that word much in just my normal conversation. But the word cherish means value. That's what we promised, that I would love, respect, behave in a way that makes you feel respected, and valued. That's what cherish means. In other words, for me, it was a promise that she'd never be made to feel like she is competing with my career or pastoring a church or the church that I love to serve in. But but nothing would rival the weight I give her, the value that I place upon her. I say it like this. I, I, I love a lot of things. I love good football. I love hot dogs, right? And I, I have a lot of loves in, and I love my wife, but I don't love my wife like I love a hot dog, right? Well, in football, who knows? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> yeah, that, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guilty. Uh, I, the point is these other loves I have, but I, I value her and I promised I'd behave in a way that, reveals to her and shows her that I, I value her more than these other things. And for us, babe, I think you'd agree that one of the greatest struggles we had through throughout our marriage life was my career. Was It took a lot of time. I pastored in two churches over 20 years in each. And when you pastor a church, there's a cost you pay. You're on call all the time. And you give your life to a lot of people. And I think I wouldn't be too far off to say there were times hun, where you felt? I felt second place, third place, second yeah. place a sure. lot. Right. And it, it made me feel unloved. Yeah. And we had to go after that over and over and over mm. again. And it was okay. Cause we would, we would get through it, but mm. that was a vow that was being broken. Yeah. 
and not, not meaning you didn't mean to break it. No, no. It just happens. We're yeah. only only human, and, yeah. and we will do things that offend and hurt each other. Oh, how many times over the course of this married life have you had to address that with me mm-hmm. and say, babe, I'm, I'm feeling like you have a mistress and her name is the church mm-hmm. and you love her more than you love me. Mm-hmm. And uh, as heartbreaking it was to admit it, it wasn't true that I loved a career or pastoring or anything else more than her, but it is true that I made her feel that. And I had to agree with that, that I I can see how I made you. It isn't true that I do, but I understand how I made you feel that way. And I had to course correct big time, had to get a hold of my schedule, say no to some things and really work hard to make her feel more valuable than any other thing save Jesus alone, mm-hmm. right? Charlie mentioned a couple of times the breaking of a vow. Pretty easy to do, right? Oh, yeah. Here's This is a little bit of a, a hopefully a, a mind changer for you. If I called one of you and I said, hey, I got a call from my good friend Jim last night, and he asked me to pray for him because Jim had broken his marriage vow, what would you think I'm saying? Well, I think most people would think I'm saying he he had an affair, right? He was unfaithful, was committed infidelity in his marriage. But the marriage vow is so much more than that. Listen, we didn't just promise to be, we didn't just promise fidelity. We promise I'll behave in a way that makes my husband or my wife feel loved, respected, and valued. So that Anytime I behave in a way, and this was this is what God had to get a hold of me early about was mm-hmm. I had broken my marriage vows anytime, please hear us, anytime we behave in a way that makes our spouse feel unloved, disrespected, or unvaluable to us, or mm-hmm. undervalued by us. And man, that is a that was a harsh reality for me to come to because I I realize I've done that many times unintentionally, but I had done right. it it's many a, times. And when you first start realizing, when you hear these words and you f- realize what this really means, it's something to wrap your head around mm-hmm. and think about. Take it in. Don't just say, oh, well, I'm not perfect. I can't do that. I'm not, I, I can't behave in this way all the time. No, you can't. And neither can I. But it's a weighty thing that you need to to really contemplate and start praying about that you, you ask the Holy Spirit to say, show me, Lord, yeah. just show me. Oh, and he does. And he does. Absolutely. Just, just show me. And because I don't want to be a vow breaker. Yeah. So let's just recap real quick. There it is. You're, the foundation of our marriages in Christ is a vow that we make. I believe that it's real, it's serious, and we somehow have just avoided commonly. The body of Christ just avoids even measuring ourselves. Am I, how am I doing as a husband? How am I doing as a wife? Mm-hmm. By that vow. Right. We want to measure it by, well, we're, we're better than the Smiths down the street, right? <laughs> right? But, but that's not it. Uh, I got to look in the mirror and go, am I? Does here's the big question. Here's the big question. Go home today and look in the mirror tonight and ask yourself, does my spouse feel 
Are they convinced I love them, I respect them, and I value them? Because 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you promised that's exactly what you do. Now, next time, we're going to pick it up at the second component, which is the conditions. Uh, and you're going to be surprised at how big this vow got on you when you said it. <laughs> Again, we were 19. I had no idea what we were saying or what I was saying. But, but then, you, then, you, then we're going to wander into the conditions of that vow, which I think will be an eye-opener for all of us. So uh, it's been great being with you today. Thanks so much for tuning in to Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar. And we can't wait to see you next time. God bless you all. Yes, God bless you. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. This is Ken here. Just reminding you that if you want to find out more about Marriage Matters with Ken and Shar, you can find us on our website at kenandshar.com. From there, you can drop us a line. We'd love to communicate with you. Or you can just send us an email anytime at either Ken at KenAndShar.com or Shar at KenAndShar.com. Okay, God bless you. Have an awesome day. He loves you guys so much. Bye-bye.